This is Speaking with the Enemy on the Tie Cats Audio Network. Here is Louis Butko. Yes, the show is Speaking with the Enemy. The Enemy this week, the Ottawa Red Blacks. That is where the Hamilton Tire Cats will take on uh, the Red Blacks, of course, that being the nation's capital. And that's where we turn to to find our guest, AJ Jakovic. And uh, AJ Tim Baines put it pretty well uh, this morning in the Ottawa Sun. He said, on a scale of 1 to 10, this game is an 11. Is that an accurate statement in Ottawa? Well, no, because uh, unless your spinal tap, I don't believe in uh, <laughs> anything be a, in the 110%. It is a 10. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt it's a, it's a 10 uh, from an Ottawa perspective. Just had to give my buddy Bainsey a, a bit of a shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is a huge game. But it, like for, for the Ottawa Red Blacks, they've lost five in a row. Um, they've already lost the tiebreaker to the Ticats. They're already a game back. So if you fall two games back you're essentially two and a half games back and I mean if you can't win this game against the I I don't understand the CFL schedule makers I'm I'm a guy that like I I think you know me well enough Louie when from from a lot of different (laughs) things if I think something is not just I speak my mind um and I don't just speak my mind if it's not just against me or my team or or whatever it might be i think it's absolutely ridiculous that hamilton's playing here on friday after playing on monday when ottawa's coming off a bye i think that's one of the stupidest things I, ottawa's had some terrible schedules they were the last team to play three and eleven a lot of teams had to do it and then eventually randy ambrosi's like what are we doing here uh, you can't be playing three and eleven and four and 17 as, as ottawa did I believe it was 2017. And then the next year, everyone had three bye weeks. So that's good. But teams shouldn't be playing. If they're playing four days later, which isn't ideal, Ottawa and Montreal did it last year together. And for Hamilton to do it and play Ottawa off a bye week, to me, that's just ridiculous. So um, look, and that that's not going to guarantee anything. Um, Hamilton's a proud team. I'm not expecting them just to to roll over because the schedule has gone against them. But with that, uh, with the fact that they've lost five in a row, uh, if, if you want to be a playoff team and, and winning this week, isn't going to get it done. You're going to have to string a few wins together. But if you even want to be in the mix down the stretch, you need to win this football game. So yes, I would say 10 out of 10. What has not gone right for the red blacks this season to find themselves where they are? I think they've had issues with a few different things. I, I've kind of done a deep dive into, you know, the last four years, which has been, it's been a rough time for Ottawa. They won 13 games uh, and lost 48. And in 2019 and 2021, they weren't competitive. I think they weren't competitive for different reasons. The, the last half of 2019 was the worst stretch of football that I've seen in Red Blacks history where they lost their night. Their, their last nine they lost five of those nine to bc and toronto or non-playoff teams and they got blown out in four of those five games against those teams and got blown out virtually every week down the stretch that 2021 they just didn't have enough talent it, it was it was clear they didn't have enough talent and again non-competitive the last two years this is a competitive team they're Four and fourteen, though, in in games decided by one score or less, which uh, for my I haven't looked all the way back to the fifties, but I've looked 
back through the last 15 years. And those 14 losses by one score or less are the most in a two-year stretch, at least in the last 15 years. My venture is to guess that um, it's probably the most in CFL history. So they have to <laughs> they have to find a way to win close games. Um, they, they, they have to find a way. It's hard to close games. We saw that in the Labor Day game, Edmonton-Calgary last week. It's hard to close games in the Canadian Football League because of the time. Just because you have a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. They had a 14-point lead six minutes to go a couple of weeks ago against Montreal, and they lost. So it's those sort of things. And they won one of those games against Winnipeg earlier this year where they were down 16 uh, late and, and ended up winning in overtime. So the, the CFL game lends itself to big comebacks, but they've just been bad in in one-score games. 4-14 and 14 speaks for itself. So they're more competitive. Yeah. Their offense is better. It's just okay. The last three years, it was dreadful. But this year, it's it's okay. And I think there's some encouraging signs there. Dustin Crumb looks like he has at least potential. I'm not going to anoint him the future starting quarterback for this franchise for the next 10 years or anything. But it looks like he has potential to be that guy. And, and, and maybe even Tyree Adams as well. In Ottawa, they haven't really had that guy within the system. So there are some encouraging signs. But... It just feels like when the offense was struggling earlier this year um, or, or when the defense was playing well, the offense was struggling. When the offense has picked it up, the defense has kind of hit the skids. And and that's been the biggest issue is in the secondary in recent weeks. They've been torched by, you know, a lot of young guys, Mason Fine and Trey Ford and and uh, and, and Caleb Evans, who uh, was, was a two-year red black as well. So uh, the, the, the secondary has struggled. Now, they do have some bodies back, um, which is good. Frankie Griffin at the weak side linebacker position. Um, you know, Douglas Coleman and Brandon Dandridge got back for the Edmonton game. Justin Howell's back at safety. So they, they do have some bodies back there, and that should help uh, the, the group. But um, they need to find a way to stop the bleeding in the secondary. And if they can do that, I, I think they have a decent chance to win this week. I kind of took the next question right out of my mouth there. I mean, what would have to – what would need to connect? I mean, you mentioned just the the rest factor, the not having played since August 27th. Ticats played Monday night or Monday afternoon. What, what's going to have to go right for the Red Blacks to, to come out of this with a victory? Just a solid three-phase performance. Uh, I think, uh, like, special teams has been pretty good. You look statistically, and, and then it's been great here since Bob Dice took over that in, in 2016 with basically a group that's been at or near the top of the league season in season out, but they've had some key mistakes this year. The last game, it was uh, uh, rough in the kicker uh, that, that, that led to an extended Edmonton drive and, and really sealed the game. Uh, so they need to just sharpen things up a, a little bit. I mean, they're still a really good unit. Their cover teams are, are excellent. They've got uh, great kickers and great specialists. So, but, but that needs to be sharpened up. Um, offensively, you know, stretch the field a little bit. And, and and certainly they've done a better job not turning the ball over compared to earlier in the season. But just to stretch the field a little bit more uh, and, and, you know, make, make defenses uh, think twice about giving them the same look because they're not going deep on a regular basis. So that that's part of it. And again, defensively, 
you know, if you can generate a little bit more pressure, that's going to help the back end out. But, you know, this, this is the back end that we're going to see the rest of the year if these guys stay healthy. So it's up to these guys just to play better. Um, if, if they can play complimentary football in a solid three-phase game, again, I, I do like their chances this week against a team that's going to be, uh, you know, probably a little bit more banged up and tired than, than they'd like. But um, not taking anything for granted, it feels like, like when I look at this game and I kind of see where it's going to go, it feels like it's going to be a one-score game. It feels like it's going to be one of those games where you have to close. And can they do it? That That's the question. You thought, at least I thought, that maybe they were over that a, a little bit earlier this year uh, when they beat Winnipeg and Calgary back-to-back uh, in, in close games, both that went to overtime. But since that time, they've lost five in a row and three of those games have been – I mean, they've all been within – 10 or 11 points, but three of those games uh, really winnable. You had a second and two from the four against the Thai Cats uh, that, that you couldn't punch it in, and you ended up losing that game. You had a third and goal from the one. You elected to kick the field goal, and Saskatchewan went right back down and, and scored, and then you had the 14-point lead against Montreal. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games that have been right there for them, and, and they haven't beat an Eastern opponent this year they haven't beat an eastern opponent at home since 2018 since since the east final and if you go back to regular season the last game of the regular season that year against the argos they've lost 15 in a row over the course of the last four seasons against hamilton toronto and montreal at td place so you know they that that's going to happen when you had a long losing streak they had lost 24 of 25 I think they lost 13 in a row, then they won one, then they lost 11 in a row. And all the focus was on Edmonton in that time, and rightfully so. But Ottawa had a terrible run at home, but that that's still something. All, all of those wins, they got a couple against the Elks and one against Winnipeg over the course of the last few seasons, and, and, and they beat Saskatchewan on opening day in 2019 at home as well. So all four of their home wins since 2019 have been against Western opponents. Uh, tough to make ground in the East when you can't beat those teams in your home park. And, and we'll see if they can end that slump uh, on Friday night. AJ, before we let you go here, I want to get your outsider perspective, uh, outsider in the sense of, you know, being here in Hamilton, me, uh, what do you make of the Ticats? Uh, obviously injuries have been a factor, you know, Matt Schultz, I guess uh, back, but you know, on their third string quarterback for the last few weeks, what do you make of a team that had such high expectations coming into the year finding themselves where they are post-Labor Day? Still think it's a very dangerous team. I, I think, uh, and, and again, that tie break is massive uh, because I feel like there's going to be three Eastern teams in the playoffs, and I feel like if Hamilton wins, that, I, I, look, they're, they're not going to be able to rest on those laurels, but probably a couple more wins, and, and they're in the playoffs. So that that's why this game is, is so big. Um, if, if Ottawa wins, I still think Hamilton, because of the tie break, is slightly in the driver's seat, but at least it's closer to 50 50. So, yeah, I mean, it, it starts with Orlando Steinauer, who is so well respected in, in the Canadian Football League, and, and to me, he's one of the best coaches in, in the league. And yeah, I, I think uh, you, you, you look up and down that lineup, and there's a lot of familiar names and faces that, uh, you know, you expect to be part of a good football team. It, it, it's tough when you get down to quarterback number three. We've seen that here in Ottawa. I think Taylor Powell's done a decent job with that, but the fact that Matthew Schultz 
is at least uh, back and, and uh, you know, number three on the depth chart, I think is a huge plus for them. But yeah, that that's, I, I'm certainly not writing this team out. If at this stage, if you're going to tell me, okay, who do I think is going to make the playoffs between Hamilton, Ottawa, Calgary, and Edmonton right now, I would say Hamilton um, going into this game. Uh, but if Ottawa wins, I think all of a sudden it, it's a lot more even. It's a lot more close to 50-50. So that, that's why this game is so crucial, and we'll see how it plays out tomorrow night. Great way to end the conversation right there. AJ, thanks for doing this, buddy. Always appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Louie.